This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, The Use of Opioids in the Management of Chronic Pain, is in Annals of Internal Medicine. The VA, along with the Department of Defense, recently approved updated guidelines regarding the management of chronic pain with opioids. These guidelines include considerations regarding initiation and continuation of therapy, dose, duration, and taper of opioids, screening, assessment, and evaluation, and finally, risk mitigation. A new recommendation for patients receiving chronic opioid therapy is using buprenorphine in place of full agonists due to its lower risk of overdose and misuse. Next is an article in JAMA Network Open titled, Changes in Alcohol Consumption and Risk of Dementia in a Nationwide Cohort in South Korea. In this cohort study of nearly 4 million individuals in Korea, maintaining mild to moderate alcohol consumption was associated with a decreased risk of dementia compared with sustained non-drinking, whereas sustained heavy drinking of alcohol was associated with an increased risk of dementia. Reduction of drinking from a heavy to a moderate level and initiation of mild drinking were associated with a decreased risk of dementia compared with the sustained level of drinking. A new article in the Journal of Emergency Medicine is titled Emergency Department Management of Patients with Alcohol Intoxication, Alcohol Withdrawal, and Alcohol Use Disorder. In this white paper, the authors discuss several issues facing ED clinicians who frequently see patients with alcohol use disorder. The authors review the factors and screening tools that can help guide decisions related to alcohol withdrawal syndrome, including managing patients as outpatient or inpatient, potential treatment before development of signs or symptoms of the syndrome, medications for mild to moderate presentations, and treatment of severe alcohol withdrawal syndrome. Benzodiazepines have traditionally been first-line treatment, but the authors discuss additional options and review management of alcohol intoxication, discharge medications for treatment of alcohol use disorder, and other potential harm reduction strategies. Next, we have a study in substance use and misuse titled Are Dietary Supplements a Gateway to Doping? A Retrospective Survey of Athlete Substance Use. The study reported an online survey of over 1,000 competitive athletes with questions about use of dietary supplements and doping. 71% of participants used supplements, but only 4.4% reported doping. However, users of dietary supplements were 11 times more likely to use doping substances. A new study in the Journal of Addiction Medicine is titled Clinical Presentations and Treatment of Phenobut Toxicity and Withdrawal. This study reviewed the literature concerning phenobut, a GABA agonist with sedative effects that is sold legally in the U.S. as a dietary supplement. Patients with phenobut toxicity reported altered mental states, psychotic symptoms, movement disorders, and seizures. Symptoms of withdrawal were anxiety, psychotic symptoms, and movement disorders. Most withdrawals were managed with benzodiazepines, but antipsychotics, baclofen, and other medications were also used. The next study is in Drug and Alcohol Dependence, titled Trends in Stigmatizing Language About Addiction. Stigma continues to be a barrier for care for persons with substance use disorder. In this paper, the authors examine trends in the use of stigmatizing language in media, 
Utilizing National Institute of Drug Abuse Recommendations for Language Reducing Stigma. The authors found that between 2017 and 2021, use of stigmatizing language decreased in traditional media of news articles by 62% and blogs by 33%, but use of stigmatizing language increased on social media platforms such as Twitter at 43% and Reddit at 3.1%. The increase in use of stigmatizing language on Twitter indicates more work is needed to educate the public. Our next study, titled One Immune System Plays Many Parts, The Dynamic Role of the Immune System in Chronic Pain and Opioid Pharmacology, is in neuropharmacology. This review highlights the need to understand the dynamic and adaptable characteristics of the immune system and their role in the transition, maintenance, and resolution of chronic pain. Neuroimmune interactions drive structural adaptations in neural circuits. Classical immune factors alter excitability of neurons via inflammatory independent mechanisms and inflammatory signaling, which plays a role in injury resolution. The complex multidimensional interplay of the immune system with multiple physiological systems may provide new transformative insight for novel targets for clinical management and treatment of chronic pain. A new article titled Implementing the White House's Strategic Plan to Save Lives Amid the Opioid Crisis is in JAMA Network. The Biden administration's new initiative for the treatment of opioid use disorder in the U.S. is titled Saving Lives is Our North Star. This plan focuses on harm reduction practices as well as medications for opioid use disorder, justice reform, long-term recovery, and thwarting drug trafficking. Specific measures outlined by the plan include enhancing the reach of naloxone without a prescription and authorizing office-based methadone prescribing. Our final article is in JAMA Network, titled A 2023 Agenda for Substance Use Prevention and Treatment in the U.S. By 2025, the National Drug Control Strategy has established a goal of reducing fatal drug overdoses by 13%, which would result in a reduction in the 12-month total to 81,000 deaths or less. The ONDCP estimates that if no actions are taken, the number of fatal drug overdoses every year will be nearly 165,000 people. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.